Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today we want to bring you in on a service from the river and uh, during Youth Week, and it's on seed time and harvest, but enjoy it. It'll encourage your faith, um, how to pray and believe God, how to get what you're believing God for, part two. So I prayed and then I rejoiced. So even though there was no ring at the door and there was no text message from, from my wife, I just started to dance. And I said, Lord, thank you. I saw that praise actually produces a harvest. The Bible says, and if you're taking notes, Psalm 67, 5 and 6, it says, let the people praise me, or let the people praise him, let all the people praise him, and the earth shall yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. So there's something that takes place when you praise. You give God glory. You know, begin to give God glory. It's not coincidence. People have seen miracles and have testimonies, and then the devil wants to convince you. No, that was just coincidence. No, it wasn't. There was one night... I told you about working in sales yesterday, but there was one night that I was working and it got to nine o'clock and I didn't have a sale. And, and it was a long day. You know, there had been a door-to-door sales rep who'd come through who was actually like a criminal. And so people were just weird towards me. And it gets to the end of the day and it was like nine o'clock. And this, it came out of my spirit and I just said, Lord, your word says that you'll send rain at the proper time and bless the work of my hands. And I said, Lord, it's nine o'clock. It's the proper time. Bless the work of my hands. And I prayed that. And 15 minutes later, I go up to this house. The lights are all off. And I think, you know, when it gets late, you don't, you try to knock the houses that it seems like people are awake because you don't want to like, you don't want to wake somebody up. I mean, it was Texas too. So people just shoot you out there. It's, if you're from Texas, I mean, Florida as well. People, you come to the door and people come like hand behind their back. When they come hand behind their back, you know, we, uh, walk, tread lightly. This is a southerner. But anyway, I knock on the door and then these huge dog barks and I'm selling home security systems. The number one excuse is I got big dogs, I don't need it. These huge dog barks, dogs barking, dogs barking and I'm like, oh boy, I picked the house. And this lady answers and I start explaining and she says, I'm actually really interested. Oh, my husband just got home, come inside. And you know what? We, uh, we get inside the house and, and they hadn't heard about the scam artist that had come through before, <laughs> the criminal had come through before. And she actually said, you know, I want the security system to protect my dogs. Those dogs are like my children. She's like, I worry about them every day while I'm at work. Most people are like, I don't need a security system because I have dogs. But the Lord aligned it for me. Why? Because the Lord's looking for opportunity. So when you praise and you, pr- and you cry out, God, do this for me. Lord, I'm calling out to you. You're my helper. The Lord will answer those prayers. But so I started to praise. And so every day I'd wake up and I'd have my list and I'd go to the Lord and I'd say, I wouldn't ask again. I'd just go to the Lord and I'd say, Lord, I thank you for my wife. Everyone say that, say, Lord, thank you. When you've asked, you believe you receive. So I don't have to ask again. So I never asked for a wife again. I asked that one day and I had received it. So what I do, if I've received it, I just thank him for it. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I give you glory. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I thank you. And, I, and I, I thank you for my wife. I, thank you. I don't know what she looks like. I don't know what color hair she has. But Lord, I know she's out there. And then one day, I came in here. And I was sitting over on this side. And it was a Sunday morning. And, um, and I thought to myself, it, just, it was in my heart. I just said, my wife. I, I was like 30 at the time. I was like, my wife. I was thinking my wife. I was like, my wife is alive. She's somewhere. She's like been born already. This is just what my thought process. Like, I'm not waiting for this, for this person to be born, right? She's somewhere. I don't know who she is. God does know who she is. The problem is not with God. The problem is with me. So I just said, Lord, help me. I said, I'm going to fast three days, and, and Lord, help me. By, and I just came out of my spirit. By, please don't do this just as like a prayer recital. By this time next Sunday, I'm going to know who my wife is. You don't, <laughs> if you're 14, please, don't start saying things like that. You're going to get yourself in trouble. 
by this time next Sunday, I think I told you this part of the story. And, and I fasted Monday, fasted Tuesday, Wednesday, fasted half the day, had a friend come in town, and I broke my fast on Wednesday with a piece of free pie from Village Inn. And um, I mean, if you're going to break it, do it right. And, uh, and, th- and then I forgot about it. And then I went out to work. On the other side, my wife tells the story that she was driving. She was driving. And this is why the responsibility is on me. She was driving and she had just felt like, what's going on? Why is my husband not here? Why have I not met this person? And she said she was driving after a church service. And just out of his, out of his spirit, she said, Lord, uh, excuse me, out of her spirit, she just prayed, Lord, redirect his steps. And as she prayed it, she said, this doesn't make sense in my mind. What is he in, like a criminal? Like he's in, he, is he in prison, Lord? <laughs> you know, what, who is this guy? Redirect his steps. But that was, that was like a Friday, I think a Friday night before. And so Saturday, I go out to work and um, I knock on this guy's door. This neighbor, I knock on this person's door and I'm talking to them and he, they say they were a customer already. And they just said, hey, by the way, skip that house right there. That man's wife just passed away. Don't go see that man. It's not a good time to go see him. And then they close the door. And my first response is, don't tell me what to do. You're, you're not, I didn't say this to them, but I said this when I walked away. You ain't my mama. You ain't my wife. You ain't the Holy Ghost. You ain't my pastor. Don't tell me what to do. Just because they told me not to, I'm going to go see that man. So I walked over and I knocked on his door and he answers. And he's this older gentleman. His name is George. He's like 86. And I get in the house and I start explaining the system to him. And I sit down at his table and I see a picture of his wife. And I started asking questions, and then he starts talking, and they were a Christian family. And I just said to him, so let me ask you, give me some uh, wisdom for marriage. If you're young, start asking people who've been married a long time. You know, if someone's been married uh, 14 times, don't ask them for marriage advice. But if someone's got a good marriage, start asking now at a young age. Give me advice. Learn from people who've gone before you and made mistakes. You know, half of the messages, when I get to preach to teenagers, half of the messages I preach are just things I wish people told me when I was your age. Everything's going to be okay. I know you wake up in the morning and and everything's great. And by 7 p.m., you feel like the bottom of your emotions have fallen out and you think the world's going to come crashing down. But it's not like that forever. Some point when you get towards the end of your teenagers, things normalize and you wake up and things are good and the day ends and things are good. And it's not these highs and lows. I don't know what it is about teenagers, but just hang on for dear life, please. You'll get through it. Everything's going to be all right. You're going to make it through. Come to church. Be in the presence of God as much as possible. Things I wish I knew. Things no one told me when I was a teenager. But so I said to him, sir, give me some advice for marriage. And, and I didn't ask him advice on finding a wife. I said, give me advice for marriage. And he said two things. He said, find a wife that's smarter than you. And then find a wife that loves the Lord. Because if she's smarter than you, she'll be able to take care of all the money. <laughs> you won't be like giving her money and the money's disappearing. You wonder what's going on. And number two, if she loves the Lord. She won't talk about people behind their back. She won't talk about you behind her back. She's like, my wife uh, loved the Lord. Never, never talked bad about anybody. I never heard her speaking bad about anybody. And the moment he said that, I thought of my wife, Krista. And I knew she was responsible with money. I knew she was smart. And I knew she loved the Lord. She's a worshiper. And, that, and she popped up in my heart. And um, I went home that night and I said, I think I know who my wife is. And I called my brother, my number one wingman. And I said, Tim, I don't even know what that is. I just say that word. I don't even know what that means. I'm homeschooled. Is that something to do with like being a pilot? I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. And I said, Tim, what do you think about Krista? He said, we've always liked Krista. Go for it. So the next day I walked up to her and someone had tried to set us up before and um, I just, you know, I don't know. And uh, so I walked up and I said, I uh, first want to say sorry, uh, I'm an idiot. And then number two, 
um, will you go out with me? And she said, I'll let you know. I'll think about it. And um, I said, okay. And then I went home. And what did I do? I stood in my kitchen and I danced before the Lord because I had found my wife. (laughs) Even though she said maybe or no, I, I danced before the Lord. Why? Because faith receives it in your heart before it sees it on the outside. And so then she called me back a couple days later, or texted me back a couple days later, and I called her. And, um, and then the rest is history. But that was the prayer, both on her side and on mine. But it started with an understanding. There's something I believe in the Lord for, and I get a substance in my heart. But there's two things. Faith is a substance, but there's also a voice of faith. And praise is the voice of faith. This is something I wish I knew. Or I wish hit home for me when I was a teenager. I waited till I was in my 20s to realize how much of a weapon praise is. You know, you see those t-shirts and they're like cute t-shirts. Pray, my, my song is a melody, my praise is a weapon, my, you know. But that's a fact. Praise, if you look at Jericho, when they shouted, their shout brought the walls down. When you look at all through the Bible, they went out and, and the Lord said, send out the worshipers first. And then the armies turned on each other. God has made it that praise produces a result on the earth. So praise actually accelerates its harvest in Psalm 67. Let the people praise you, let all the people praise you, and the earth shall yield her increase. The earth responds to praise. And so that was the first testimony. That the greatest gift God has given me is my wife. And they'll never well, Jesus is the greatest gift God has given me. And then in the natural, once I have Jesus and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, the greatest gift God has given me is my wife. And then my house. So I bought this home years ago. And I uh, put a down payment on it, and I was doing well in business, and, and I paid uh, a lot of it off. And it got to, a couple years ago, it got to where I owed like $80,000 on this home. And I started just feeling, man, I, I want God to pay this off. I, st- I read the scripture that said, see again, it starts with the scripture. It said that, he said, you will lend to many nations and not borrow. And I said, man, borrowing is not a sin, but it's not God's best. And then I saw a scripture that said he would equip me with everything I need to do his will. So I saw there two things. I saw, number one, it was God's will that I wouldn't be uh, the borrower subject to the lender. I wouldn't be in debt. And then number two is that God would help me to be out of debt. So even though I'd taken out the loan, God would help me to get out of it. And so I started linking my faith. Lord, I thank you. I'm asking you in Jesus' name, according to these two scriptures, that you're going to pay my house off. And then what would I do? I would dance. Hallelujah. I see my house paid off. Bless the Lord. I'm debt free. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My house is paid off. And I received it in my heart. Why? Because if you can find it in the word, you can have it. And so start now at this age. And if you're watching online, wherever you are, start by, by looking in the word. There's a great man of God that I look up to. And he said, if he's going to pray about something, he'll first go and spend time finding scriptures. For, like he calls them like David's five smooth stones. He'll find four or five scriptures. He'll meditate on them for a while. He'll think about them. He'll get them to settle in his heart. And then he'll go and pray. He had a time where a family member called him and said, our daughter's laying at the point of death. Please pray. And he said he was at the office. He went, he, he, he had to work. He worked his day. He went home. And it was like urgent. He went home. He took scriptures. He meditated on the scriptures. He, he found five scriptures. He meditated on the scriptures. I think he went to sleep. He woke up, meditated on the scriptures more. And then 
after he had spent hours meditating on the scriptures, he went into prayer and he got on his knees and said, Father, and because the scripture was in his heart, he said, Father, I thank you, you said, and, and he lists the scriptures. And it's not just I'm finding them on the page. They had settled in his heart. And he said, the moment he prayed, he said, I, I call her back to life in Jesus' name. He said, the moment he prayed, within 30 minutes, he got a phone call from the family. Hey, she, uh, I don't know what happened, but about this time, she turned the corner and she's back. She's perfectly fine. You see, there's power in the word of God. There's power. So when you come to the Lord, you come and you look and say, all right, where are my keys? Where's my victory coming from? And the Lord will, will speak things forth like I talked about it the other day. This is our greatest hour. That's a word from the Lord. Pastor Rodney said it month, weeks ago and it popped up in my spirit. This is our greatest hour. And so with my house, I started doing the same thing. Lord, thank you that you're going to pay for this. Lord, I got myself into this, this debt, but I thank you, Lord, you're going to deliver me from it. And so what did I do? Father, I'm asking today that you pay this thing off. Paid in full in Jesus' name. And then what? And then I dance. Hallelujah. I see my house paid in full in Jesus' name. Lord, you're so good. And I would dance before the Lord. I'm, I'm restraining myself because number one, I'm, I'm not a good dancer. Number two, y'all don't want to see that. I, but when I'm at home, it's not like this is not my dancing, just so you know. Like you go all out. David danced with all his might. So I'm, I'm, I, I want to get to heaven when I see David be like, hey, I'm right here with you. I at least gave it a run for my money. It may not have been that coordinated, but I'm going for it, right? I went for it. So I would dance before the Lord. And I would dance before the Lord. And you know what began to happen? I got such joy in my heart that my home was paid off. Even every month, the mortgage payment would still come due. But in my heart, I knew I had received it. Why? Because it had been a, it'd become a substance in my heart. And then praise was the voice of my faith. Turn to one last scripture with me. Romans chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 17 and then wrap up here. And it says, as it is written, Romans 4, 17, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God, I'm reading from the Amplified, in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promises if they had already existed. For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised. So numberless shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the other impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead because he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's dead and womb. No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God. But listen, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and and glory to God. Praise empowers your faith. If you're feeling weak in faith, oh, I was believing the Lord for this, but I'm feeling like, you know, it's probably not going to happen. That's not a time to, uh, and begin to speak your doubt. That's a time to say, Lord, I thank you, and just begin to praise as loud and as hard as you can. Lock yourself in a room and just praise God. I'm telling you, there's people in here that think, oh, that sounds silly. I'm, you know, I'm not going to do that. But there's other people who will say, I'm grabbing a hold to the word. You'll start to see prayers get answered quick. You can accelerate your harvest. If I've been believing the Lord for something and it's taking longer than I think it should, I just know. I got to crank up my praise. And so I'll go shut the door and I'll just praise. Lord, I bless and just pray. Three, four, five minutes. Turn on Ron Canoli. I don't know if any of you know who Ron Canoli is. Maybe the older people. I was raised in the, by, by, in the, in the 90s by a mom who listened to Ron Canoli, like old, old school gospel music. Can't stop praising his name. I just, and just turn it up and just dance, right? And praise the Lord. Because when you praise, you vocalize your faith. Lord, I count you. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're my provider. Lord, you're Jehovah. 
Jehovah Nisi, you're my banner of victory. Lord, you're my, you're my healer, you're Jehovah Rapha. Lord, I thank you. Your hand is not shortened that it cannot pray, that it cannot save. And you begin to just with all your heart praise God. And then one day I was sitting here and I heard someone testifying that God had wiped out $80,000 worth of debt. And when they said that, I said, I got it. God is no respecter of persons. If you did it for them, you'll do it for me. And then one day I was praying and the Lord showed me. Instead of saying thank you for paying off my house, command that from that scripture, if you say to this mountain, command the mountain of debt to go. So I said, $80,000 of debt, I command you in Jesus' name, be cast into the sea. Mountain of debt, go in Jesus' name. And then I rejoiced. And I rejoiced. And that was what the Lord showed me to do while I was praying that day. And sure enough, a week or two passes, and we go to dinner with some friends, and I told you the story, but they came and they gave me this chocolate bar, this big chocolate bar. And, um, and they handed it to me, and I said, oh, thanks. It was from another country, and I, and I like this chocolate. And they handed it to me, and after a few minutes, they're like, open the chocolate. And again, I was like, don't tell me what to do. I'm a grown man. You ain't my mom, but yeah. And, and I was like, I was, at first, I'm like, I don't want to. And they're like, just... Just open the chocolate. And so I opened the chocolate, and underneath the wrapper, they had slid a check, and I pulled out the check, and it was a blank check, and in the memo, it just said, no more mortgage. It said, no more mortgage. The Lord supernaturally paid off $79,426. Hallelujah. To the glory of God. You know what the crazy thing was? If you've been around this ministry, Pastor Roddy will many times say, if... Uh, how would you react if the thing you were believing God for was supernaturally met right now? And we all like jump and shout and praise. You know what? It didn't happen that way. You know, I had already received it in my spirit. When I opened it, I actually just started to cry. You know, the next day when I went to pray, the same way for so many days before that I had come into prayer and just said, Father, I praise you that you paid off my house. Not that you're going to pay off my house, that you've paid it off. Why? Because I received it when I prayed. Lord, you, when I prayed the next day after the house was actually paid off, the prayer was no different. It felt no different. Why? Because I already had the substance in my spirit. I didn't have the check in my hand, but it was as good as a check in my hand because it was in my spirit. Whatever you're believing the Lord for, press in. Press in through the word. Press in through praise. Turn your prayer request. Lord, once I've prayed, once I've prayed, Lord, I thank you that you're my, I thank you that you're my healer. I thank you, Lord, I'm healed. If it's for health, Lord, I thank you that I'm healed. Not that you're going to heal me. Lord, I thank you I'm the healed of the Lord. I, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Whether it's something natural you're believing the Lord for. Turn up the praise and watch God begin to meet you where you're at. God is looking to give you testimonies that you have testimonies of your own. When your friends try to tell you, you know, come up to you and say prosperity, you know, whatever, or someone you hear something preaching against prosperity, you say, you've come too late. I've had my house paid off. The Lord's blessed me. I asked him for seed. He gave me seed. You've come, you know, someone tries to come up and tell you about healing isn't real and you can point back to the other night. You, you, Healing's not real. I got God healed me. You can't tell me healing's not real. You've come too late to the show to tell me healing ain't real. So as you give today, give with an expectation. But in your life, turn, turn up the dial on your praise. God is looking for opportunities, but for many of you, it's just it's crank it up. Praise is the voice of faith. So as you give, that's why giving generously, the Lord says he loves a cheerful giver. Because when you give, Lord, thank you, I'm giving this, knowing that as I give in joy, there's a harvest coming back. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed that message, check out all of our daily podcasts and share this with a friend. We love you. Jesus loves you. We'll see you soon.